before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Would you win more games if you had a reliable kicker or a punter who could flip the field? The answer is virtual kicking. Coach Cullen has over 15 years of experience coaching specialists and special teams. Virtual kicking is designed to be the kicking coach to schools across the country. He takes the guesswork out of coaching your specialists. From first-time kickers or to specialists trying to play in college, with pre-built, easy-to-follow plans, specialists and coaches alike follow the scripts for both in-season and off-season. Coaches love the efficient and professional instruction their players receive every week through the coaching app. Simply upload video and receive individual coaching with next steps for each week of the season. Schools are already seeing the benefits. Visit virtualkicking.com to schedule a free Zoom call or text Kicking Coach to 202-599-5077. That's Kicking Coach to 202-599-5077. Don't wait until the fourth quarter. Virtualkicking.com. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Hey guys, today I've got with me Coach Alex Kirby. Coach Kirby is currently the special teams coordinator at Ben Davis High School in Indianapolis, Indi- Indianapolis Indiana. Uh, he's currently in a second stint there uh, and entering his eighth season on staff after spending some time as a student assistant and video coordinator at Indiana State. Uh, Coach Kirby is also uh, the author of several books, including Breaking Into Coaching with No Experience and the fantastic 2020 Coastal Carolina Offense Scouting Report. Uh, Coach Kirby, welcome to the show. How are you today? Glad, uh, Pleasure to have you. Uh, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. For sure. For sure. We've we've been, uh, you and I have been kind of Twitter followers for the last few years. So, uh, you know, finally been able to reach out and talk to you some. So this is, this is kind of a, a, a pleasure for me. So, uh, again, I'm glad you're here. Um, you know, first question I've got for, and, and, and for those listeners that might not understand Ben Davis high school is an absolute powerhouse. Um, talk to me about how the offensive line played a role in some of those really, really great teams that you've, uh, you've been a part of at Ben Davis. Well, I mean, it all starts up front, right? Like we're, we're no, we're no different than anybody else. I mean, every, every uh, team that's ever won a state championship here or has made any kind of deep run, it really has always gone back to those great offensive lines. We actually, um, you know, I feel fortunate because Ben Davis is, is not just because of the success that we have, but Ben Davis is one of those places, like I'm sure it is at a lot of places where uh, the alumni and former players are still a big part of what we do and including the coaching staff, you know, half our staff, I want to say are are guys who have played here and have had success here. Um, And, and including some guys that were playing when I first started coaching, which is also really cool. Right. Um, And, and, you know, going back to some of the runs that, that uh, we had, whether we won a state championship or not, whether we just made a deep run in the tournament um, you know, I I've, I've been a part of a few of those and, and, it really just comes down to how physical are we playing? You know what I mean? Like, are we really getting a push offensively? And if not, like nothing else is really going to work. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you that. Um, so we, we've got a guy, uh, Coach Mike Malone, who, who was uh, one of those guys that was playing. He was a senior during one of my first couple of years here. 
And uh, now he coaches offensive line for us, but he was a big part of those teams because he's a big guy. He was a big defensive tackle. Uh, but we also, uh, you know, we also lined him up at fullback quite a bit on offense when he was a player here. And, and I'm not, I'm not lying. He, he was a big part of that jumbo package. Um, you know, we, it's one of those things. And I've talked about this before, you know, when you, when you put together your playbook in the off season and you, and you bring, guys in for fall camp and you start practicing what you think are going to be your base plays you might have an idea of what kind of team that you're going to be you know ah, we're going to be you know super spread we're going to throw it around a whole bunch we're going to do this that I, and so many times we found out that we were just better lining up in 22 personnel and running power iso and 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 occasionally running some spread stuff too right um but it, it's it's just funny how that always seemed to happen and we always seem to have success that way so uh, yeah, absolutely. That's the kind of football that I, I've been a part of for a while is that kind of mentality. So, uh, you know, as the O-line goes, so does everybody else. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, is it a loaded question? Sure. But I, I always like to hear everybody's response too, because everybody's response obviously is going to be going to be different. No, no two, no two coaches are the same. No two, you know, no two schools are the same. So it's always interesting to kind of hear what um, what those, what you guys do and what you guys did to, to get that success out of those guys. Um, you know, you looking at your bio, uh, the, the first thing that kind of jumps out to me is sort of the, the time you spend at Indiana state, um, as a student assistant and video coordinator, mm -hmm. how did that opportunity come about? And, and, you know, how much, how much did you, did you take with you, um, from that role into your, into your current role? Well, I think anytime you're part of a college program, it, it is somebody uh, had described it to me before I went there as, and somebody who had played college football that I know, uh, he's, he basically described it as anytime you're part of a college program, you get a master's degree in football. Right. And because it's just, you know, at most places anyway, anyway, I haven't been everywhere, but at most places you go, you know, the, the level of discussion and the concepts and every little thing is just on a higher level, not to even say that there are better coaches necessarily a lot of times in college. Cause I don't believe that's necessarily true, right. but you have more, you just have more time to sit around and talk football. So it, it, you're naturally just going to come up and think about things a lot longer. You know, you're not teaching classes. You're not dealing with a lot of the things that high school coaches got to do with most places. So you're just, you have more time and that's what, that's what it ultimately comes down to. So um, to answer your original question, how did that opportunity come about? Um, I did not go to college straight out of high school. Uh, I actually stuck around uh, Ben Davis for a couple of years, just kind of helping out and, and kind of growing into that role that I had with them as an assistant, um, you know, and eventually by the time I turned 21, uh, I knew that I wanted to be a coach um, and I knew I wanted to be a part of, I want, I wanted football to be a part of my life in, in some shape or form. So I went to college um, and I kind of, honestly, I just kind of banged on the door of, of the office, right. uh, you know, until they kind of let me in because <laughs> you, you know, you know, as well as I do, you're, you're college coach, you got all kinds of people trying to get your time, right. They're trying to get a hold yeah. of you. Um, so I had to call somebody like I had to call the guy four or five times and, and I, he wasn't ignoring me. He was just like, I, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if he's even serious or not. You know, lots of people say they want to help out really don't know what that means. So I, I had, a, I had a campus visit where I came to campus and I just walked in. I said, Hey, you know, uh, I've been trying to get a hold of you guys for a couple of weeks now. Um, trying to basically kind of explained, you know, that I already had a little bit of experience 
and said, I can help out, you know, filming or breaking down film, whatever. Sure. And, you know, he was at the time he didn't know who I was. He's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And, uh, and, but they, they gave me an opportunity. So I show up at fall camp and this is my first fall camp as, as a member of, of a college team. And I'm, you know, it, it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like there's no class. You're just, you're just, uh, hanging around a, a football team for basically two, three weeks before the school year starts. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because they were running, Basically, in, in terminology, offensively, they were running the West Coast offense, which I had become really familiar with because there's a great website out there called westcoastoffense.com uh, that I kind of studied religiously as I was growing up because it was in the before the days when every football coach was giving away all kinds of stuff online. Like there wasn't that many there weren't that many great resources out there. Right. So uh, that was one of the things that I studied. So I walked in and I kind of knew 80 percent of of uh, how they were going to do things before I even walked in the door. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was one of those crazy coincidences. So that helped. Uh, so I was able to kind of jump in and actually start breaking down film of opponents and, you know, videoing practice. And then by the time uh, came around for our first game, they had me in the, in the press box with a headset on helping them keep track of things. And uh, it was a really, it was a really quick um, progression because you, you, you know, as well as I do, you know, especially if you're on a, uh, in a smaller program in college, mm -hmm. there's not, a, it's not easy to get people to come in and, and work hard and, and do what you need them to do. Right. right? Good help is hard to find. So if you really want to help out and you really put the time in, they're going to use you. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no, there's no getting around that. You, you might have to prove to them that you're, that you are who you say you are and that you're actually going to put the time in. But believe me, I put the time in there. There's not, there was, there was so much to do there because they really just couldn't afford to hire, you know, a lot of the support staff that, that some of these other bigger programs could have. So right. I got, I got to do a lot. And that's one thing I tell people who are asking me, like, I've never been a GA at Alabama or anything like that. So I, I can provide no guidance there. But what I can tell you is, if you just, you know, if you get a big FBS GA job, great, but don't sleep on some of these smaller programs because you may end up, you know, running the scout team and doing a lot of things that you wouldn't be able to do at a lot of these bigger programs. Everybody wants to go to Alabama, right? Nick Saban's got a line out the door around the block of guys who want to come work for him. But these smaller colleges, man, you, it, you might be closer to being the OC than you think <laughs> uh, by, by walking in the door. So, uh, that's, that's what I try to tell people. Like, if you just love football, it doesn't matter where you're at, then there's plenty of opportunity. Right. And that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's a lot of guys, number one, are afraid to make that leap, so to speak. Um, and a lot of guys, truthfully, let's be honest, don't want to put in that kind of work and don't want to put in that, that kind of effort to, to achieve their goals. And, and those are the ones that, um, you know, those are the ones that are kind of stuck in their rut, so to speak, um, because you've got to, you've got to take a chance to, you know, to make it. And, and so that, that, that's awesome that, you know, you kind of, you kind of took that route and, and like you said, banged on the doors a little bit to, to get your opportunity, but uh, you know, obviously it, it, it panned out well for you. So, um, you know, uh, next question, uh, just looking at, looking at your bio, uh, I, I've had offensive coordinators, had some defensive coordinators. Talk to me a little bit about your role as special teams coordinator, um, sort of, you know, what your expectations are uh, and, and kind of how you 
um, how you're able to sort of carve out your own little, um, you know, block of time and, and practices at Ben Davis? Well, you know, I, I first got to say that I wouldn't have taken this role if I wasn't surrounded by so many other great coaches here. Right. Uh, and, be, and the reason I say that is because, um, you know, I've got five or six guys on this staff who have been special teams coordinators either here or somewhere else. Uh, and, and me as, as a brand new guy in this role, like that is, that's huge. Right. You know what I mean? I, I don't have to know everything. I don't have to come up with everything. I mean, we have a, just, just a tremendous uh, group of guys who have either, uh, the, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but there's so many guys on the staff who have either been head coaches or coordinators. Uh, it's, it's at least half. I mean, so it, it's a great group of guys who have all been in the driver's seat in one form, one way or another. Um, our head coach, Jason Simmons, loves special teams. So I don't have to fight with him about getting practice time to to get stuff in. Um, so all those factors, it's like, okay, well, this is like, this is about the easiest, not easy, but this is about the best possible gig you could get as a high school special teams coordinator because everybody already understands how important it is. Like they, I don't have to sell that part. There's nobody taking time off in practice when it comes to practicing punt team, because everybody's already been in that position. Right. Um, so the, the, what I've been doing the past couple of years has been uh, more of an off the field role as like an analyst, you know, I've worked mostly with the defense, breaking down opponent offenses and trying to uh, uh, because I, I, I was working a job at the time. I'm not a teacher. I was working a job at the time that just didn't give me the time to show up at practice every day. Um, but that's my circumstances have changed. And so now I, I can be there every day. Uh, and so they, um, so I'm, I'm really fired up about it. So uh, basically I'm, I'm only going to be working on special teams. That's the other thing. Like I don't have to coach another position or do a whole bunch of other stuff. Like I can right. spend all my time on special teams. Um, I'm sure there are other guys like that in high school. I don't know very many, um, but that that's the other plus is, you know, I've got a ton of guys I can go to whenever I have a question about anything and I can spend all my time on special teams. So like, why wouldn't like, that's about as good of a, you know, position as you can ask for, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's awesome because, you know, as you know, as, as everybody knows, you know, as the real college or not college, but the real coaching kind of purists know it's, it's, it's an important part of, of the game. And it's one, you know, it's one third of the game and, and it's often the most overlooked part of the game. So uh, for, for that, for you being able to kind of dictate all of your time to it, I'm, I'm sure your guys, uh, your, your coaches on staff are, are very thankful that it's, you know, one less thing they've got to worry about on their plate, so to speak. So uh, that, that's pretty cool that, that, and it's it, truthfully, let's be honest. It's a role that you're starting to see a lot more of in at the high school level, because it's, it needs that time and it needs that, that um, attention. Um, so for you guys to have that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I just, uh, you know, like I said, I, I our, our head coach, uh, Jason Simmons really does a good job of, of taking, taking the time each and every week, because we meet every, every week on Sunday mornings, probably from, you know, eight to 12 to one, just depending on how long it takes. Right. But, but, you know, the first 45 minutes to an hour, we're, we're together as a staff discussing the previous game, discussing logistical stuff and also just talking about general thoughts on the other opponent. And, you know, he is 
meticulous when it comes to special teams. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to make sure that I'm doing everything. You know, I, I can't, I got to make sure I uh, dot my I's and cross my T's when it comes to special teams, because sure. he, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and so that's a good thing, but it also is, it's a, it's a good amount of pressure on me because like he knows what to expect. He knows what it should look like uh, because he puts the time in as much as anybody else um, on this staff. Right. That's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, I got to ask you about, I got to ask you about throw deep publishing a little bit. Um, you know, I mentioned a few of the books that you, that you've written, uh, you know, breaking into coaching and then the, the, the breakdown of the 2020 coastal Carolina offense. Um, how did that come about? You know, what, what sort of, is that just from being a film junkie that you love watching film decided to kind of put pen to paper and, and, and you know, what, um, what has been sort of the, the, the most rewarding thing with, with some of those, uh, writing experiences? Well, you know, honestly, I've always been, uh, sort of an entrepreneurial guy in one form or another. Uh Um, so that's kind of where it started. I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of, I had seen a lot of people, I think the first time I really started getting into it was around 2014. Uh, and I had seen a lot of people, writing online and, and, you know, nobody's getting rich from this obviously, but it, but it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I've always loved studying football. Like, like you said, just being a film junkie. And even before I was even part of a a staff or in any official capacity, you know, I, it's just something I really, really enjoy just kind of diving into things. So um, I started writing on a blog and, and people seemed to like what I was doing. So I I put out a book and it just kind of went from there. Um, so, but as far as the most rewarding stuff, honestly, you know, being on social media and putting my stuff out there, you know, you just get to meet and talk to so many people that you just would not have been able to otherwise. I mean, I would have never met, I would have never met or talked to you if I hadn't been doing what I was doing. Right. So like it's, it's that times a million because there are guys all across the country that I, that I talk to whether on social media or we text back and forth about things. I've met so many awesome people doing this it's, it's, it's just a tremendous networking opportunity and you don't have to write a book to do that. I mean, you just get on Twitter and, and kind of share what you're doing and, and just try to learn from other people. Uh, it, it's a, it's a fantastic uh, community. I mean, you know, that as well as anybody, you've been doing it for a while too. So uh, it, that, that has been really cool just to meet and, and get perspectives from people all over the country, people that I would have never met or run into or, or right. had any kind of input from otherwise. Right. And they're, I mean, truthfully, let's be honest, they're, they're great sources of information too. Um, and, and I know it's the, the, the coaching world is such a different place now on social media than it was shoot even five years ago. And there's so much knowledge and so much content out there being, being given and being shared that it's, it's, it's so great when you're able to kind of find, find somebody who's going to sort of do the, do the heavy work, so to speak for, for you. And, and, and it's out there and it's good and it's great content, great material as well. Um, so I, you know, I think it's, I think it's awesome that you got that stuff. And I think it's great that uh, it's there for everybody, for coaches to, you know, to reach out and get. So, yeah, man. I mean, I, I just, just to piggyback on that. I remember, you know, when I first got interested in football back in 2002, 2003, you know, I can't believe it's been that long ago, but uh, it, you know, this was really, I mean, the internet was around, but nobody was really using it that much. I mean, the, 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 if you wanted information on 
football and you didn't really know anything about it, you know, what do you do? You go to the library, I guess. I mean, I, I checked out, you know, finding the winning edge and started copying the play diagrams out of the back of the book, that type of thing. Like there's, there was only so much of that stuff and to see where it's at now. I mean, I, if you'd have told me I could get every uh, coach's film copy of every NFL game for the past 10 years easily, I would have been like, I would have been in heaven. I mean, right. so it, it's, it's just amazing. Like you said, where, where it's at right now, there's, you know, if, if you want to learn, there's really no excuse not to, not to be able to learn because it's right. out there. Oh, 100%. And that's, again, that, go, that kind of goes back in, in hand with what we first talked about with, with, with going to, to get a job and, and kind of doing the hard stuff. If you want to learn, it's there. You just have to actually put forth the effort and do it. So uh, that, that's sure. pretty cool. Um, you know, last question I've got for you, and this is something to ask everybody. Uh, if you could build a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you've coached, uh, guys you've even played with, or guys you're just a, a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line? Oof, boy. Um, you know, I, I guess I, I'd have to start with Art Shell and, and Gene Upshaw, right? Being a oh, nice. Fan. Okay. Uh, just take care of that whole left side. And then um, – Hmm. Let me see. You can, they, this was completely out of left field. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't see this one coming. This one, this one gets a lot of guys. I like to bring <laughs> it out at, at the end because it's uh, it can stump some people. So that's, that's why. Hmm. I guess I would say Kevin Mawai at center. Uh, he, he's about, he's about as good as there ever was. Right. And then um, for guy, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with a guy playing right now. I would say, uh, uh, Quentin Nelson, right? Is he, he, he at, at, at the other guard okay. and, pro and probably uh, me being a Colts, uh, me not being a Colts fan, but I, I grew up in India, obviously during the Peyton Manning uh, era here. And I would probably say Ryan Deem at right tackle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. That's uh that, that's one out of left field. That's for sure. I, I, I like the, um, I like the mix though, because I'm, I'm definitely like a vintage throwback guy. Like anytime people have asked me, I always tell Mike Webster as uh, kind of one of my all-time favorite guys. So I, I definitely like the art shell and Gene Upshaw. I think uh, young guys, especially if they have never heard of those guys or, you know, not seen some film, they need to pull some film up because I can remember looking at clips of like Gene Upshaw, who was like six six two fifty, just running like a, a tight end down the field going and finding a defensive back on like a, a power sweep or something. So he's uh he's definitely one of the, one of my all time favorites as well. So that's a good one. That's a good choice. Um, well, coach do me a favor before we get you out of here, uh, drop your Twitter handle for everybody. And then please uh, let them know how they can find your books, where they can find them um, and any other information you want our listeners to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Twitter out at Alex J. Kirby, uh, throwdeeppublishing.com is, is where I have everything. If you want to, uh, find out about the coastal Carolina stuff, you can actually just go to coastalcarolinaoffense.com. That'll take you straight to the book. Uh, I went ahead and did that just because it made it seem like it made things easier for people <laughs> trying to find that stuff. So, uh, other than that, you know, I, I just, I really appreciate having me on it. It was fun to fun to have this have this discussion and, and fun to think about some classic alignment I hadn't thought about in a while <laughs> yeah definitely I appreciate you coming on coach um you know best of luck with you and everything uh and and looking forward to, to talking football with you kind of as we as we move forward likewise all right thanks coach mm -hmm. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Thank you.